Welcome to our first Mostly Gambling Quick Hits. We're going to be dropping these in throughout the week along with our regular Friday podcast. And there are going to be some quick chats if a big event's coming up before the Friday show or if Jay and I just want to vent about something quickly. It could be a bad beat. It could be an important betting line that's moved. It could be about something you guys want to discuss. If it is, let us know on Twitter or Instagram at Mostly Gambling. You know what? It could even be about a great sandwich we had yesterday. And yeah, we could talk about a sandwich for 15 minutes. The point is here, it could be about anything. Today's quick hit happens to be a little about the Thursday games for the round of 16, but mostly about match play golf. With that, I want to bring in my golf expert. Jay, how excited are we for this weekend of action? Yo, man, this is the best golf gambling week of the year, bar none. There's nothing even remotely close. Look, Augusta's a few weeks away. We all love betting on the Masters. No Phil this year, which kind of sucks. That's a whole other story. But, dude, they're in Austin, Texas this week. Pete Dye course, Austin Country Club. A great track with tons of reachable par fours, reachable par fives, lots of quirky little Pete Dye stuff, which makes it an incredible gambling course. So... You know, if you were listening to our last show, our opening show on Monday, I was saying bet the dogs first round, day one. Don't even look at the names. Just take every dog. Just take every single dog and you will win money. Here we are. It's one eleven on the East Coast. Uh, last time I checked, dogs were nine matches were off. Dogs were up in seven of nine matches. Wow. So that trend will continue. The first couple days, for people out there that aren't familiar with the format, they break break it down into pods. There's four, four golfers in every pod. And one golfer, they will play each other in a round robin. One golfer will advance to a elimination NCAA tournament style bracket. So in in the first couple rounds, the first three days, they play their three matches in their pod. Take the dog. As the days go on and they get more familiar with the course and guys find their, you know, find their level and find their feet, the odds will change. But the best time to find the best odds is today and tomorrow. Hammer those underdogs because this course is wild. And there's going to be a lot of great matches going to 17 and 18 this week. and, And there's definitely a lot of money to be made. Uh, just to back up that statement about the dogs, last year's winner, Billy Horschel, 80 to 1 to win it all. So that just kind of shows how crazy it is. Uh, I have a favorite bet, but I don't want to get into that. I think you explained it very well. It's kind of similar to a World Cup style. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah, the fun thing is, is, you know, with the NCAA tournament going on at the same time, people have it in their mind that, like, you know, a- apples to apples comparison. Hey, John Rahm is playing. He is, uh, he's Gonzaga. All right. He's not Gonzaga. Gonzaga is definitely Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament. In golf, day to day, you know, these guys are laying, you know, Rahm's probably laying around like 180, 190 today, I think, something around there. You know, he's not going to win that match 10 out of 10 times. He's probably going to win his match. Yeah, seven out of ten times, and all you have to do is is win. You know, if you, if you win two out of every five underdogs, you're going to make money over the long haul in, in, in the day to day betting. So just keep that in mind. Don't get scared by the names. You see Justin Thomas's name against Luke List today. You're like, oh, it's Justin Thomas. No, hammer Luke List. Luke List has has a very good chance of winning that match. I think he's two up right now on twelve. So. And you know the odds on that are, are pretty fantastic today. So hammer the dogs, hammer them. 
I'm curious to talk to you about this, and I was kind of excited because I fell into this trap as well that I'm sure a lot of people did. If you look at the futures and who's going to win, you see, you know, John Rahm at 1400 and Morikawa at 2000. You say, God, I'm getting so much money for these guys. This is a lot. It's very skewed from a normal golf tournament, but you just explained it well. You have to get out of your pod, which is not easy, especially on days like this when it's just kind of a serial thing that the dogs are barking, you know? And they're taking down some of those big dog names. Well, that's just that's just golf. I mean, golf is especially when you, you you're uh, at a windy course. You're, you're at a Pete Dye course for people who are familiar with golf. You know, Pete Dye golf courses are diabolical. Uh, Pete Dye did the TBC Sawgrass a couple weeks ago. We saw what that did to guys visually. Pete plays a lot of tricks on on golfers. You know, with sight lines and and tee boxes and. And where he lines you up. So it, it really does bring a lot of fun, match play, one-on-one kind of gamesmanship, whether you're given putts, not given putts. You, you know, you've already seen a little bit this uh, this morning watching. Guys are given putts. Spieth was given Keegan Bradley like three footers in the first couple holes. Get to the seventh hole, Spieth, Spieth is one down. That three footer is not good anymore. So it's uh, it's a great watch. And like I said, it's my favorite tournament of the year by far to watch and to bet. So with that being said, obviously the tournament started a day early today being Wednesday. Normally a golf tournament starts on Thursday. Do you have any favorite bets that you're looking at with the tournament already starting? I mean, I just told you, it's uh, honestly, it's that simple. I'm just, um, today I bet every single dog, every one of them. I didn't, you know, I got a Luke list today uh, at plus 172 against JT, right? That's so, a great number. I and mean, then if you bring, you're right, if you break it down into tens, then that that's going to pay off. If, you know, if for every dog you win, you, you know, you can lose a couple favorites and, and still be on the plus side because these numbers, like I said, Vegas always adjusts. We know that Vegas always, you know, they, they only let you get away with it for a little while before they uh, regress back to the mean. So, of course. you know, as the days progress, the lines will be a little cleaner, a little neater, a little closer to even. You won't see as many big dogs. But, you know, like I said on Monday, today is the day to get the big dogs. And, you know, the day's just getting started out there. There's a lot of matches left today and you know just go in hammer the dogs trust me win a little money take it into your tournament day tomorrow you can bet some games tomorrow with your winnings you can free roll the whole weekend basically just by betting all the dogs today some of the bets that jumped out to me uh and again this takes just a little bit of research to do a little bit of diving in to find this with the amount of information you can get today um kevin kisner He's 14 and three, his last 17 matches during match play. He's in the same group as Justin Thomas, group six. Uh, Brian Harmon, group 15. He's won his group the last two years, and you're getting him at plus 240. That's, uh, that's a trend that I will bet on almost every single time. He's 45 to one to win it. And then some other information here. One of the bets that I made, and I love this bet, it was plus 225 on any player 32 or higher to win the event. Which you look at that initially and you say, ah, that you're not getting enough odds for a top 32 player to not win it. But you know what? It's happened three times in a row. The last three years, two years before that, two of the top two players have won it. Three of the last six. Uh, Billy Horschel last year was right on the cut line at 32. Kevin Kisner was 48 the year before. And when Bubba won it three years ago, he was at 35. So I love that bet. Plus 225 for a non-132 player. 
I'll go out on a limb for you with a pick. Yeah, you were you were naming some. The pod bets are a lot of fun too to see who can get out of the pod. You can find some great odds. There, there's a guy that I love, Harold Varner, the third. Uh, just had a huge breakthrough win in Saudi Arabia about a month ago. Hold like a 60 foot eagle on 18 to win it. He's top 10 on on the tour in birdie average, and you know that's the beautiful thing about match play. You can make a triple bogey. You can make a quadruple bogey. It doesn't matter. You just lose one hole. Mm-hmm. Varner is going to make a ton of birdies out there, and the guys that make birdies put a lot of pressure on guys. So you know, Varner's a guy for his pod. I think he's around plus. 250 275 depending on where you're looking around uh he, he's a guy that i have a few bucks on to win his pod but nice. tom hoagie is and tom hoagie's another guy just broke through one at pebble beach fought off jordan spieth followed it up down in scottsdale with another top 10 he, he's just a grinder he's a guy i got a couple buddies one buddy in particular that plays on tour that loves hoagie and he told me a few years ago he goes if you want a match for money hoagie is always always down to play a match for money so, you know, this is a guy in match play who is used to pressure, loves pressure, and loves playing when the money's on the line. So, you know, Hoagie's another guy to keep an eye on. Nice. I love it. Should be an exciting tournament. Always is. Um, all right, moving on. Is there anything else, anything else golf-wise before we move on to Thursday games? No, let's let's keep it rolling, man. The quick hitter, mostly shorts. Quick hitter, here we go. So we're going to do a little bit of NCAA, just the four games that are going to be on Thursday. And then Jay's going to drop in some very insightful knowledge for Daily Fantasy NBA tonight. And I got a few things about John Morant and all that stuff. So real quick, here we go. NCAA, four games. Before I give you these four games, I want to throw out a big time stat here, okay? March Madness favorites, 24 and 26 in those first two rounds. Okay, two of the games were a pick That's a 54%. I'm going to say it again, 24 and 26. So those first two rounds, and it'd be great if you could remember this next year, underdogs were paying off for sure. Now the trend is going to change a little bit. In the past 10 tournaments, that's 10 years, the Sweet 16, the favorites have covered 56% of the time. Okay, so just like Jay was saying, in golf, in this tournament, the underdogs are barking now. Once everything gets set and you get used to that course and the sight lines, then it's probably going to shift. We'll have those numbers for you next show. But it, the absolute certainty is the numbers are going to shift in the last 10 years to a 56% cover from the favorites. With that being said, the first game we're going to talk about real quick, Gonzaga and Arkansas. Gonzaga is a nine-point favorite. And believe it or not, they are 0-2 against the spread this tournament. They're about 50% on the season. Jay, what do you think about this? Arkansas getting nine against the almighty Gonzaga. I'm looking at, you know, and this is something we're going to talk about and everybody talks about is, you know, shop around for a line. If, you know, if you're looking for a a line on a side, so, you know, I'm on Bet Online right now, uh, a site that you and I like to go to to get lines, and I'm seeing Gonzaga minus nine and a half. Yeah, you know, I had Gonzaga in a capture pool. I don't know if you know what a capture pool is. You get a couple teams, and if they cover the spread, you keep them, even if the team loses and you capture the team that beat them. So I had Gonzaga in my capture pool. They suck at covering the spread, so I was out pretty quickly. Uh, as far as this game goes, Gonzaga's just on a mission. I think it's going to be harder than people think. This isn't the same team as they had last year. You got to remember, last year they had you know two first-round picks with, with Kispert and, and Jalen Suggs. 
you know, leave for the NBA, two guys that are playing meaningful minutes and starting for their NBA team. So this team is not quite as good as last year's team. So I, I think a little bit of that shine is still on them. So I, I probably like Arkansas to cover, but I think Gonzaga is just going to keep grinding out wins here until uh, until they get to the Final Four. Yeah, I like Gonzaga to win. I have them in the final four. I have them in the final matchup, actually, but I don't think they're covering this number. It was at nine and a half. I bought it up to 10, and then it might move even more by tip-off. Um, I want to do Arizona-Houston last. Nova, minus five versus Michigan. I don't really have a feeling about this game. I think Nova wins. Five points might be a lot, but I don't have a great feeling on this. What do you think, Philly? Uh, you know, I'm not a Nova guy. I'm a Georgetown guy, you know, to my blood. My dad played at Georgetown. I've been a Georgetown fan since the Reggie Williams days, Patrick Ewing. But that being said, I do like this Villanova team. Love Jay Wright. Love the the guard play, the senior leadership, uh, Colin Gillespie. You know, th- this is just a team that always shows up around tournament time, man. And when you, when you have great guard play, and you run a lot, you know, they run a lot of pick and roll. And I was looking at some stats. Michigan is not very good uh, against the pick and roll. And when you're dealing with a lot of ball handlers like Villanova has, it's just a very tough guard. Now, Michigan's got a lot of size. Uh, Hunter Dickerson, he's, you know, he's going to be a handful. He's been great the first couple games and kind of a game changer when they need a bucket and they need the game to slow down a little bit. They can kind of get the ball into him, get a bucket and, and, and reset. But, you know, that being said, uh, you know, I, I have Villanova winning it all, so I can't go against them now. I'm going to take Nova minus the five. This is only the second time that Duke is getting points as a higher seed. They're getting one point against Texas Tech. The only time it happened was against UConn in a championship game. Are you betting against Coach K's potential last game and what the refs might do for him? Well, they didn't do anything for him in the last game at uh, Cameron against UNC, so I don't know why they're going to do anything for him now. But, you know, the Texas Tech thing is this is strictly a, for anybody that's been gambling for a long time, things just, things feel weird sometimes. They just feel off. And, you know, the, the love for Texas Tech just around the gambling universe is a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this line is kind of reflecting that. It's just a weird-looking line. Duke has all the talent in the world. And, and if you've watched Duke play this year, you know, when they look great, they're a Ferrari. But then they look a little discombobulated sometimes, and they get mm-hmm. out of their rhythm, and the shots kind of stop falling. So, it, you know, my heart says – my head says Texas Tech here, but my heart is telling me that Duke's going to get it together. This line is just a little weird to me. I think I like Duke plus the point. Uh, advancing. I don't like Duke to go much further, but uh, I think I'm going to take Duke. All right. And last, and this is the reason why I'm leaving this for last is because I think this is a bit of a strange number here. Arizona is minus one and a half against Houston. Clearly they're the favorite. Uh, Houston, the BPI, the player index is favoring Houston. It's 60% to win this game, but Vegas hasn't adjusted or they don't trust that BPI. Uh, Houston, obviously the teams left now are very good and have been winning, but Houston's 2-0 against the spread, winning by an average of 14.5 points. Jay, what are you going with here? Are you giving up those 1.5, maybe 2 points from Arizona, even though BPI is saying Houston's going to win this game? I'm sticking with the same model as the last game. The Houston love, while being very deserved, Houston is a very solid team. I'm going to go with Arizona. I'm going to go with the ghost of Tom Tolbert and Sean Rooks and Sean Elliott. Uh, You know, I think Arizona is finding their groove at the right time. And UCLA, a team that I was a little down on maybe a month ago, 
had a real nice win against St. Mary's in the second round. And, and we were talking a little bit on Monday about conferences. And, you know, by this point in the tournament, you kind of see a pattern of certain conferences played really well. Other conferences didn't play very well. I think it's a good sign that UCLA is playing well, which means Arizona might be a little bit better than people are actually giving them credit for. So uh, I'm going to take Zona minus the one and a half and go with the pedigree. I got Zona going to the final against Gonzaga, really out on a limb, stretching it there. Um, all right, good. That, those are the Thursday games. We're going to come back with a show Thursday night or Friday morning, and we're going to obviously talk about the progression of the golf tournament, and we're going to preview some Friday games, even some games for the weekend. Real quick, Jay, we got to go. You are our NBA daily fantasy I don't even know the right word. I don't want to say guru, but you know this stuff like the back of your hand. Give the people tonight who are going to play some daily fantasy some uh, some tips on who they should be playing. John Morant's going to be out. We were talking about that before. That number is 14-2 and two without Ja Memphis. That blows my mind. Um, what are your thoughts tonight? Well, well I, I said that the other day. We were talking about uh, MVP candidates. And Ja, while being spectacular and Memphis being very good, the thing that's hurt his candidacy is the fact that Memphis has been pretty great without him. Uh, Tyus Jones steps in every time. Jaw steps out and plays fantastic. They have Dylan Brooks back now. Yeah, that's just that's just a good basketball team. This this should be a fun game tonight because it's a road game for Brooklyn, so Kyrie gets to play. But you know, look for a couple Memphis guys. I'm going to play Dylan Brooks. I'm going to play Tyus Jones. He's a little more expensive than he usually is on DraftKings, um, but you know he's going to play 30 plus minutes, and you know he just always produces. But Luca's out. It's the NBA. It's yeah. the NBA. These guys. You know, at 2 o'clock, you make a DraftKings lineup, right? Well, by 5 o'clock, that lineup is obsolete because, you know, guys are in, guys are out. So you always have to keep an eye on it. But we already know Sabonis is out. We already know that Curry is out. We already know that Randall is doubtful. John Morant is out. Tyler Halliburton is out. You know, it's... uh. It's, you know, it's he's, he's got to stay on this stuff. So there's plenty of good, good value plays. Obi Toppin's a great play tonight. Spencer Dinwiddie for Dallas with, with Luka out. Uh, who else? Davion Mitchell for Sacramento has been playing fantastic. His price has been coming up a little bit. But just keep an eye out for these injuries. Go to Fantasy Labs has a great Twitter account that really keeps you updated. I, you know, if you want to get really into it, you can follow all the beat writers on Twitter, which is a great way to do it. And you can really get the inside information. But if you don't have a lot of time, just go to Fantasy Labs NBA. They always tweet out the starting lineups 30 minutes before the game or when the teams announce them. And then just, you know, just try and be on it about 30 minutes before the game's lock. And you can have a real nice advantage on the rest of the field. Nice. Very nice. Love those drop-ins. Obi on a back-to-back last night. Knicks didn't look so good at home, blowing that one to uh, Trey and Atlanta. We wanted that one badly. I texted a buddy right after. I said, I said, is this the low point of the season for the Knicks? And I hate to say, but I think they could go even lower. So tough being a they Knicks could, fan the last 20 years. But keep an eye out for that, that Indiana Pacers squad. If Tyrese Halliburton's out, you know, Brogdon is going to be a very nice play. He's he's very well-priced at 7,800. Sacramento plays a really fast pace. So, you know, that's definitely an injury you need to keep an eye on. If, if, if Tyrese Halliburton's out, definitely jump on some Indiana guys. Nice. All right. Thank you for that. Um, all right. That was our first quick hit episode. We're going to be doing these, like I said in the beginning. We're going to drop them in every once in a while throughout the week. If there's a big trade, uh, Tyreek Hill just went to the Dolphins. I thought it was funny how the Jets were even involved in that almost as a finalist. That's a monster, monster move right there for the Dolphins and for KC. Obviously losing 
one of, if not the best receiver, definitely the fastest in the league. So we're going to be dropping these in every once in a while. If you guys want us to talk about anything, find us on Mostly Gambling on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 all that stuff. You guys know how to get to us. Uh, That's about it. We're going to be releasing another one on Friday morning. Jay, first quick hit. Nice work. Nice work, man. Well, uh, everybody, good luck this week, uh, and we'll talk to you in a couple days, and uh, good luck with your, uh, your wagers. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys. Thanks. I'm <laughs> sorry.